Hello guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Uh, I'm Alex Whiteley, and uh, today we're, we're coming to you from the Salopian Bar, right at the, whilst the river's like literally on tippy, tippy toes of being flooding. Um, but I feel like this is probably one of the safest places to be because the Salopian Bar's kind of stared in the face of danger for so many years. I just feel like it's, it's like an iconic place to be while this is going on. So let's do it, let's have it. And uh, I think it's best if we go around the table and introduce ourselves. So we'll start with the gentleman over here. Introduce yourselves to the show. I'm uh, Kevin Rippard, uh, one of the owners of the Sloping Bar. And I'm Ollie Parry, other co-owner of the Sloping Bar. And I'm Shelley Barrett from the Real Ale Trail, Shropshire. Yeah. Brilliant. And a special shout-out goes to Isla as well, who we've spoken to at the, the Abbey a couple of times. She's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, because um, we organised this last week, right while I was doing the Darwin Festival stuff. And I was doing something every single day. I was here, I was there, everywhere. And I didn't put it in the diary, which <laughs> is really bad. So I'm sat at home and I'm editing and I'm doing stuff. And I was like, are we still doing today? And I was like, the what now? Um, so we managed to get this together. And thank you guys at the Salopian for letting us do this here. Um, we are here to talk about the Ale Trail. And I think it's really great because Shrewsbury, Shropshire, we have that this reputation of being sort of a party county. We, there's always something going on. There's always something for someone. But I want to speak a bit about the Slopian as well because um, we were supposed to do an interview last year, but obviously things have been nuts, 90 mile an hour, so it never really happened. But you guys have had quite a struggle um, over the last couple of years, right, Ollie? Yeah, quite a struggle. Uh, what with flooding, two, in fact, it was two years ago yesterday we flooded. I saw that post you put out, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, obviously when we flooded then, we only thought we'd be shut for eight weeks, maybe. Hopefully, and that eight weeks turned into 15 months, what with uh, a global pandemic in between, and then a further 20-year flood in January last year. So the water was across Smithfield Road and in the pub twice in that 15 months. And um, we were just saying that you've been here for, for, for many years, right? You've, you've, I've been here yeah. since December 2005, so yeah, 16 how, years. And then how, Kev came on board during the pandemic. What were you thinking? <laughs> optimistic. Very optimistic. How does a business like this survive the, the, the floods, constant floods? Every couple of years, the same thing happens. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a huge bit of fight in you. Uh, but how do you keep going? How do you do that? Oh, many sleepless nights, manning the pumps and stuff like that. But you've got to keep going. You don't want to give in. Life's always a battle and uh, there's always obstacles to get by. But uh, the f- flooding kind of got used to it after a few years the first few times flooded back in 2006 2007 2008 it was a nightmare but then after that it got got used to it became routine almost uh getting up checking the pumps every half an hour and stuff like that all through the night and uh yeah it was fine but obviously we never had a major flood that came across the road in the first uh, 14 years i was open and uh it was it was only February 2019 that the first major catastrophe happened and it did come across Smithfield Road and, and flooded well not just us but the whole, the whole town really. I, I remember a couple of years it's actually a couple of years since, since I spoke to him actually so I definitely had to get him back on but James Hitchin over at the album and he's like oh, it's, it's seepage more seepage that gets you when it, it kind of comes up through the ground well that's how it used to well in fact it will be in a couple of hours our old cellar under the pub which is now just a big empty void because we've moved our cellar Ground, ground floor level but the old cellar in, in, in probably an hour's time the water will be seeping through the walls and the floor and it will be coming back in as the river is creeping up as we speak 
You got fighting you, man. You got fighting you. are salopian in in one of the most prime locations in Shrewsbury, but one of the most flooded as well. And um, there's always talk about the, the the riverside as well. All the developments that are going on there. Are you guys excited about what's going to be going on there? Yeah. Oh, massively excited. I mean, the drawings look from our point of view, they look incredible and and they're brilliant. Practicality. I can see arguments on both sides because moving Smithfield Road or getting rid of Smithfield Road completely I, is, I don't know how they would do it. So th- there's lots of obstacles for them to get around. It, it's a long, long way down the road. I mean, they first started speaking about the Riverside development in 2012. So that's, you know, that's 10 years ago and, and nothing's happened apart from two different sets of architects' drawings, which both looked amazing. The last ones came out about four years ago and then these ones came out last week. So it all looks great. And from our point of view, it's on our doorstep. So it'd be brilliant for us, brilliant for the trade, hopefully brilliant for the town. But how it happens, where the money comes from to pay for it, you know, how many years it takes to happen. It could be 20 years before it's done. I mean, they're talking about, if you look at the Northwest Relief Road, that's been going on, you know, 30 years. And they still haven't made their mind up on that or the swimming baths in town that's been going on 15 years they need years to do something that my, my, my boy goes to the swimming lessons at the quarry there and I look at that building and I think this place hasn't changed since the 80s come on <laughs> it's exactly the same like they haven't even painted it like um, it, it does it does its purpose but I feel like yeah it just needs it just needs something especially something that utilises that river that riverside in a better way if we can utilise that space and make it look glamorous and sexy, like um, I think that's that's the best thing. And I, what I want to do with the biscuit is I want to have some healthy conversations about this. If it is going to be a huge change, change to the, the you know the, the people of Shrewsbury, let's have conversations about it so we can wean people into the idea rather than uh, have negative. No, I don't want it. Yes, I do want it. Let's just talk about the the ways that we can sort of get used to this and, and ways we can sort of I don't know uh, compromise. I think is the word. Well, hopefully it will bring a lot of footfall into the town. Yeah. I mean, there are people who are saying it won't, but I don't agree with that. If you look at other towns and cities that have rivers similar to us, Chester is for one, Stratford-upon-Avon is another. And then Rex you look, Mad Eagles Meadow yeah. thing built, didn't they? Yeah, you look, but you look at other cities, and Reading, that's one, and then you've got bigger cities like Liverpool and stuff like that. They all utilise the river and waterfronts massively. Yeah. Birmingham looks beautiful in the and, summer. Yeah, Birmingham and the canals and everything like that, and Manchester and the canals, they all make a massive effort, and it brings people in, and Shrewsbury has never done it. Yeah. With the exception of the quarry, which used to just have the flower show, but now actually the quarry's getting utilised really all year round. Huge shout-out to, br- to the brilliant. folks like Beth Heath that, yeah. uh, and the oh, flower show, you know, that are bringing things in. Yeah, so uh, the quarry's really changed for the better. It, in the 16 years I've been open, there's so many events now, and... Uh, but that's the only bit of the town that utilises the river, really. Yeah. And it yeah. could potentially have so much more potential, massive, I believe. And yet yeah, the Riverside development would hopefully utilise all of that. They're talking about parks, they're talking about bars, cafes, restaurants, another hotel. Yeah. I, I think it's massive and it will all be around, basically around the promenade, getting rid of Smithfield Road and the promenade and the, the river. Let's keep our fingers crossed that we get something soon. Um, and, and you guys as well, you're developing regardless of whether, what's going on there. Kev, you just showed me around this place. Um, obviously, what we're sitting under right now is a place you guys put together for COVID, right? This, this little mid- middle bit here, is that right? It was designed specifically for COVID regulations, but yeah. obviously with thought of using it going forward once we come through the pandemic. Um, it's a great space, you know, it does really well. Um, 
a bit challenging keeping it warm, especially on days like today. But um, yeah, <laughs> all in all, it's been well received by customers and you know new customer, new client, customer base. So yeah, it's warm today. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's, it's nice. Just nice. turn the heaters on. <laughs> yeah, because the biscuits come around. You know. <laughs> Look after the biscuit. You showed me. You showed me around upstairs as well, uh, which is great. You got a little loft space that you're putting together. That's going to be cool. That's yeah, I mean, we, we we struggle with our bar space at the moment. Obviously, our capacity's gone up, but the bar sizes aren't quite there to, to meet. So uh, with next door and expanding and a, a new bar, I've got a big 14 foot bar going in, more seating upstairs, a little bit softer feel than what we've got in the garden. Um, so yeah it's, it's all positive all, all going well we're, we're chipping away at it these things take time they do they do uh, and well done for showing that innovation because it just shows that you know in the face of the pandemic and the, the fight in the continuous battle with the, the River 7 there you guys continue to thrive and do well and that, that, that can do nothing but inspire business owners yeah. and uh, independent business we owners we just keep that. moving forward just keep keep change embrace change and move forward that's what we're doing um Next to us, we've got Shelley, who we haven't really spoken to yet. I'm really sorry you've had to sit there quietly. The Ale Trail. Um, tell us tell us what this, this idea is that you've had, the Ale Trail. So, I put you on a bus, and then I take you outside of Shrewsbury into Shropshire, and I drop you off at unusual pubs in rural countryside. You're going to pick me up in a bus? Yeah. Well, I won't come to your home. I'll pick you up from here. <laughs> oh, OK. And then I'll take you to nine pubs in rural countryside, as far as Ellesmere we're going. That's a really cool idea. That's really good because you've got these local rural pubs that probably don't get the footfall. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get people out into the countryside? No, that, yeah, that's a problem. And there is no transport to these pubs. You know, it's not like every half an hour. So it's purposely chosen for pubs that are a bit more out in the sticks. So the buses go straight there and they open the doors and people can get out and go straight to the pub. It's an amazing idea. Really good idea. I remember um, years and years and years ago, I was, it's when I was living in Telford. It was a Sunday night, and I was like, "Let's go around Ironbridge, guys. There was something open in Ironbridge. I promise you." It was completely dead. It was empty, and we ended up in the Colebrookdale Inn, which is like a proper like, old man Domino's pub, right? <laughs> but it was a really nice, warm, welcoming place. And by the time we left, there's only about four or five of us. We knew everybody. They, everybody. We had a game of Domino's. We chatted to the, the barmaid and stuff. It was just a really welcoming Did place. You say barmaid. Barmaid. Yeah. Do you mean bartender? Sorry, is that, is that, can you not say that anymore? <laughs> No? The bartender. Bartender, sorry. She's not made. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry, I apologise. But yes, uh, there are places out there that are warm welcoming that people just haven't seen yet. It's true, yeah. And you don't often think, right, I'm going to go to Ellesmere or wherever, Hadnall's go for a drink. You just, this is an opportunity to see pubs that you would not know to go to and think, yeah, I'm going to come back here. Nice. Where did this idea come from? What made you think of this? About 10 years ago, I was, um, I'm a marketeer, and so I was doing some work for a tourism group and they were saying the pubs are closing in rural areas in North Wales. They're just closing. No one's going to them because at that time there was like a drinking ban <laughs> so you couldn't drink and drive. You were getting yeah. caught. And there was a smoking ban as well. You couldn't smoke inside the pub. So the footfall was less. And then also cheap alcohol in the su- supermarkets had a massive effect on pubs, yeah. which meant that people weren't going out through the week. And if your pub is in a village of 300 people, how are you going to survive? So you can't now get a bus there. You can't drive. And so it changed the whole culture of rural pubs and camera, you probably know, campaigning for real ale. Yeah. I think they report something like, you know, 25,000 pubs were being closed each week for a few years through the um, through UK. So you have to find incentives to, to get people into those, those, those great old pubs. It's always yeah. sad, isn't it? You know, there was that um, dilapidated old pub uh, I used to drive past uh, on the way to Wrexham. Um, was it the Lion? 
or something and it was just, just this building that was falling apart and I was just like oh that looks such a sad place you know <laughs> yeah. um, and then you had like the Lion Keys I think that was a bit further on but yeah you're right there's these places that are just outside of town that people don't think about going to especially if you're going to go to Ellesmere or Oswestry or you know yeah all these um, cockshut that's a good one that's, yeah. you know, two ladies just taking over cockshut you know that's in the middle of nowhere if you live in Shrewsbury isn't it would you go know to go there you, you know mm. you're not sure but also that each pub is usually owned by a, a small business. So you're looking at working with independents as well, like independent businesses. Yeah, ideally. Ideally. Yeah, because it's you know if you if you've got your own business, you haven't got a team of 400 staff, have you? You're doing it yourself. So how can you market, operate? As Ali was saying, like checking that all the water is out of the basement. You can't do everything, so something is going to slip. So the marketing side of it was really important to put these pubs on the map to say, well, if you're not going on the trail, then try it out amazing it's great that you're doing this I think that's really great and it's also great for you guys for reaching out and saying you want to help out I mean other, been, other independent bar owners do you guys keep what's the communication like do you have friendship with other independent bar owners oh, well Kev does more than me yeah most of my circle of friends are independent bar owners so yeah, yeah definitely so you want to help each other out and you communicate especially when it comes to difficulties definitely I mean I've followed the progress of the AL trail for a few years now and I've always thought such a great idea I mean a lot of feedback we get from the regulars is when they look at it is the regularity of the buses so it's not you're just not just taken out there dumped there and you're stuck there for a certain amount of time they look after you you're free to spend a short time at the one pub and move on to the next or you know spend all afternoon or even all day in the one pub so it's it's the flexibility get me when you come back (laughs) that's a good point the buses uh, are everything so they drop off every 30-ish minutes and pick up so you can stay or you can go if the pub is very welcoming and you really like it you can stay there all day if you want and if you want to try the next one you can do so it's up to the pubs to put on a really good showcase to get the people to go on to the next pub and that's what they do they all say well we've got this music on we've got this ale on we've got this food ale doing... trails here game face bros let's get this done <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's nice yeah. so when did this originally start then? 10 years ago it in, was ten years in ago North Wales started, yeah. 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 a place called Flincher and it's, it's moved from place to place where you've have you added like a stop on the on the trail that's become a new little hub for it is that how it's worked no it depends on because um, pubs change they close they become yeah. flats it, so it changes every time I do it so it depends and so we just choose a selection of eight or nine pubs nice yeah so it moves on but you know Flintshire in North Wales is really close to Wrexham which is close to Oswestry and so every county has their own group of really cool independent pubs so yeah. it works and it's meant to be about promoting that independent business that's what it's for and we're good friends with the camera guys as well we've um uh, we've we've helped them out with a couple of events. They did um, the bar fe- the beer festival at St Mary's, which we went to, and the the, uh, the the thing they did at the Abbey as well, the beer festival there. Yeah, that was fantastic, and they're always really friendly people, you yeah. know. Um, and Nori, a big shout out to Nori, great, you know Nori, <laughs> broad Scottish guy. He really looks after people, and uh, they, you know they really do have like looking after independent pubs and and the the beer labels as well, making sure that everything is kept independent and, and running smoothly yeah the brewers it's yeah. really important you know that we get the, the right brewers because they're small as well aren't they yes the brewers so they do they do well too and what a place it like Shrewsbury like we have so many independent sort of breweries around yeah. here um, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic I mean I've, I remember coming here a few times I, I, I like coming here trying out the different um, from the sloping brewery all the, the, the different things got there. there was a um, a Ghostbusters themed one I had a few years ago and it was like it was like treacle it was amazing though it was just awesome um, yeah so 
what's going on this year? What what make what are you, what's your plans for it this year? Well, it hasn't been running for two years. Obviously. Oh, of course, with COVID, yeah. We won't mention the C word. No, no, no. No. So it's the first one, and we're back. So it's it's the first one. So we're just organising it now. Everything's organised. We're just um, we're selling the tickets online, so you can buy the tickets online, or you can buy the tickets in the pub as well. Um, but we've only got a certain amount of tickets. So once they're sold out, they're sold. I imagine there's a mad rush. We've not been running for the last two years. There's lots of people interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we did have some people who bought for the trail that we meant to do that couldn't get on it. So all those tickets. I've been honoured. Yeah, I've been honoured for this one as well so yeah get your tickets quickly fantastic <laughs> um so with the bus as well um and what safety precautions are there? Do you have like bouncers and people on the bus just to make sure everything's safe and people are behaving don't need bouncers no these, <laughs> i'm trying are, to understand the, i'm trying to understand the dynamics of this thing these like, are you know. good-natured well-rounded men good good <laughs> But yeah, you usually see a lot all of singing women. on the bus. All women. Yeah, you're right. There's um, there's a, there is a push of women, but it's mainly um, guys, isn't it? And it's um, guys who say, let's go out and you all get together. So it's about friendship, getting your mates nice. together. That's it, nice. You know, people might think it's a bit rowdy, but it isn't. No, no. And then, you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad I asked that stupidly and I, and you put me right because with things like the, the, the beer festivals and things I've been to, the, the people have actually been really nice. Yeah. A nice atmosphere. And what we'll have to do is maybe bring a camera and we'll have to show people... Oh, will you come on it? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah that'd just be great. To show Because I've never been on anything like this before. Never, never. So, so to understand it, I think I have to actually see it with my own eyes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, what a hard job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be sober. I don't know, maybe I'll have a couple. I'll bring somebody with me. Um, but yeah, that sounds really, really fun. Um, so the last two years must have been really difficult for you guys. You know. Well, there, there wasn't anything like yeah. for, for all the hospitality tra- events trade. It's the same, isn't it? But the knock-on effect it must have had, you know, across the country. I mean, we've we've talked about this a lot on the biscuit. Independent business owners, bar owners, the arts industries, yeah, the, all these things that have really, really struggled. And you guys are offering a little bit of a lifeline to these these rural bars, which is a fantastic thing. Yeah. yeah. So. And where can people find tickets? Where, where can people get involved? Realailtrail.co.uk, or they can come here and buy tickets, or any of the bars they can buy tickets from as well. Fantastic. And what else do you work on? Is it, is it just this you're working on? Or have you got like a number of different things that you work on? We've got a few whale trails, but we yeah. also we do marketing as yeah. a company. So we've got a few marketing clients as well that we do events, festivals, or normal marketing. Fantastic. Um, and the Salopian Bar, you go, when, when are you looking at opening the, the loft? And, and how long is it going to take? you got a time scale? Or is it just as and when it comes? Well, it's subject to planning at the moment. We've got a planning application for change use. That's currently in, and that takes a minimum of eight weeks. So, hopefully, start of the summer we'll be open. We've got yeah. a little bit of structural work to do, not anything too major, and uh, and that should be it. So, hopefully, uh, when we did the change of use for this for the indoor beer garden, we had n- no uh, objections to the planning on on that, and it sailed straight through. And lots of letters of support from various businesses and different uh, business organisations in Shrewsbury and individual people, customers and not, and people who weren't even customers. So hopefully we'll get the same again and, uh, yeah, just go through and just help us massively. I mean, we, we, we have been busy and sometimes we've just been turning people away left, right and centre. So to have the extra another 100 seats type thing will make such a difference for us and also make it more comfortable in here for the people who are in you know it won't be so tight and a bit more relaxed i guess the atmosphere hopefully yeah with regards to it's, it's literally as soon as planning comes in and everything we can do in our hands we'll be ready to go everything that's out of our hands we just have to wait 
So uh, certainly be ready by spring. Fantastic. To the beer gods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> to the beer gods, I love that. <laughs> I love collaboration. I love it when, when there are businesses and people that work together, communicate together. And this is one of the things I find in Shrewsbury. For, I've been doing this for years now. And one of the, the patterns I find is business owners working with each other. Even if they're a like competing business, it's just amazing how many businesses just talk and communicate, share ideas. And, um, you know, you guys working with the Ale Trail and the Ale Trail doing what it can for rural bars. I think it's just a beautiful thing. Um, so thank you so much for, for coming to talk to me about that today. Oh, thanks you know. for inviting us. Yeah, it's been really good. And Isla as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't mention her enough. <laughs> she kicked me up the butt today because I, uh, I was really uh, not in my own... Uh, not, not in, I wasn't working well this morning, but... <laughs> you work really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today's one of those days where I'm just my head isn't screwed on properly. I don't understand what it is. Friday. It's a Friday. I can't wait for the weekend. Well, that's the thing. My, my weekend's gone I'm so busy I've got so much to do but it's all good stuff you know and I do need to tell you guys about that as well actually we've got a, lots going on with um, with the Rocking Horse crew uh, the people that listen to the show um, you'll be aware we've been following a TV pilot called Karen uh, which they're making and they've got a new feature film coming out called Izzy vs Jess um, which uh, they'll be recording this weekend um, the, the last weekend as, as we're recording this so we'll bring you everything for that the Ale Trail sounds fantastic, and we will be there if you want us. We'll bring some yeah, mics and there. some cameras. And, um, yeah, when, they, when they lo- the lofts open upstairs and stuff, I'd love to come and have a look. I want to work with hospitality. We've got a nice camera now. Um, I want to work with bars and restaurants and, 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 and show people a good time in Shrewsbury, you know? Bring in some cameras and show some good food, show some good camaraderie in a bar, and uh, maybe we can work with you on that in the future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's good. How can people follow the, the, the Ale Trail on social media and stuff and follow what's going on? Oh, there's a Facebook and a Twitter page for Shropshire Real Ale Trail and it's on the website as well. Fantastic. And Slopian, you guys are on Instagram? Instagram, Facebook. Fantastic. So, yeah. give, give them guys a follow. And also, guys, check out our website, which is the shrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. All of our content is available on there. You can literally just press play uh, on uh, any of our stuff, uh, or you, unless you want to listen to them on Spotify and iTunes or Alexa or um, Google Home. Um, and our website is made for our good friends by our good friends at Web Orchard. So if you need a website for anything, check out Web Orchard and they'll sort you out. Um, they do a great job. They look after the Shoes with Biscuit and my other podcast network, You Suck, as well. Um, <laughs> I've got a giggle there. That's, that's the whole lot. Yeah, all of it. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you, guys, for thank letting you. us set up here. Thank you very much. And we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, nice Thanks. chat. Peace out.